Like the show? Want to listen to episodes early? Consider becoming a patron. Starting at the $3 a month level, patrons get access to a custom patron-only feed where we put out episodes of Upstairs Studio podcasts like the Child Care Bar and Grill, Miss Becky's Classroom, That Early Childhood Nerd, the Renegade Rules podcast, and others early. That feed is just for patrons. You could be one of them. Go to patreon.com slash playvolutionhq or click the link in the show description to learn more. You're listening to Miss Becky's Classroom. Last time on Miss Becky's classroom. Her phone battery died. <laughs> we don't have adapters for London. <laughs> it's 1960. We don't have phone chargers. You guys, what are we going to do? Now let's pick up our story. When we left our intrepid and our intrepid band of adventurers, they were in a London hotel suite, I'm going to say 15th floor. Uh, Agnes, the 1922 silent film star, has just leapt out of a window, uh, catapulted across a, a canopy awning, and, and disappeared into the, we're going to say, late afternoon. The, the sun is setting. She's running into the sunset. Of course, she's, she's running into the sunset, right? I mean, she's totally running into the sunset, and so it's kind of a pretty scene. She's in this flapper's gown running through 1960 London and, and disappears. Back in the hotel room, there's a, a bloody trail of, of human viscera uh, across the, the sitting room portion of this suite and out the door because Sidetrack in T-Rex form uh, bit the head off of a, uh, a very probably pretty innocent London constable uh, because Becky up to her shall we say evil ways I mean can we no oh, uh, okay shenanigans. shenanigans 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 she has taken over dinosaur land she became a de facto leader of a 1920. 1920- 20s uh, 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 gang and then uh, ingratiated herself to the queen in, in the in the in the time in the in the in, in an afternoon and and there's a little bit of evil there isn't there okay we'll leave we'll leave a we'll leave an we'll leave an asterisk by that um, sidetrack is a little bit uh, disheveled because They've really been fucking up the timeline uh, in their in their adventures. Amanda, who has been has been knocked unconscious and put, put into a black void inside Claire's purse, with uh, with not only Agnes the film star but also a one armed Chloe clone, uh, is is uh, coming down off of her her latest uh, uh, mood altering pill, and. <laughs> And Claire seems to be sitting at the uh, the bar in the suite, just having herself a uh, a cocktail. Um, Sidetrack says, "Okay, we need we need to go back to Mud Puppies, and we need we need to try to put things in order. 
or or there's just bad things are going to happen to your reality. Sidetrack? Yes. I just want to know, one, how do you propose we just so simply get back to Mud Puppies 2019 Marietta, Ohio, when we've been hopping around? And two, if you knew how to do that, why have we been hopping around? Well, I'm glad you asked. One, I can program the time and date and location into this device and we can go back immediately. And two, um, nobody ever asked. You just started jumping into fucking vortex. Vortices? Vortices. Um, at the spur of the moment. And um, let's just say you seem to be a fairly uncontrollable group. Um, any more questions? Whatever. You're mean. Did you even love Agnes? <laughs> <laughs> and and Sidetrack looks at you and says, I loved her for two hours. Gross. <laughs> I mean, here, here, I do have a question. Okay. You just what froze up. are you really? Show us your true form. What? I froze up again. No, you're back. Oh, you're, you're a little bit off. Okay. Yeah, we heard the show us your true form part, though. Um, Sidetrack turns into a blob of, of blue-green. It's not really jello, a little bit more viscous than jello on the floor. Okay. Question number two. Considering that is what you look like, have you ever had a sexual encounter before Agnes, or was she your first? Oh, Becky, don't talk, man. I mean, I just, I'm just curious. I'm just curious. Sidetrack, sidetrack transforms back into uh, Austin Powers Steve and says, Baby, I've been to the far corners of every universe and pulled a lot of tail. Cool. Okay. So <laughs> Um, then what next? You, you seem to want to be in charge. So go ahead. Tell us what are we doing? And sidetrack sits down, puts his feet on the, uh, on the coffee table and says, Oh no, you, you, you go ahead. You go ahead. You be in charge. Where do you want to go? <clears throat> um, make a good choice because you're fucking up your universe. If you don't make a good choice. 1860 with lots of cowboys. Okay. Yeah. Well, well, I mean, you got to be a little bit more specific. Fine. Amanda wants to go home. We want to go back to present time, boring mud puppies with our boring lives. Let's go fix things. And Sidetrack says, you said two things. Which one do you really want? Becky, really, her heart, her heart wants... The, the cowboy of her dreams, the one the one she saw in her latest romance romance novel, the long cattle drive home. And so Sidetrack says, "Give me a location." No, no, no. But she looks in her friend's eyes, and she realizes how miserable Amanda is, and she says, "Sidetrack, St. We want to go home." So he pushes a couple of buttons on his, devi his, his device, uh, tells everybody to get to the center of the room. Uh, 
this uh, blue-green orb kind of fro flow, flows around the whole group. He kind of mumbles something about having to come back and find Agnes at some point. And uh, on the outside, it's just shimmering blue-green uh, swirls. On the inside, it's just bright, right, you, bright light. You close your eyes. You can't, you can't stand how bright it is. And you feel yourself... You feel yourself um, evaporating. It, it's like your cells are pulling apart from each other. And this isn't exactly like it's been going through the, the vortexes before. This seems to be, this is something different. And so your cells just slowly uh, get further apart. And then it happens quicker and quicker and quicker. And you feel yourself just, in, instead of being made up of billions and trillions of cells, you feel yourself as your individual cells, and then you're gone. And then you start feeling all those individual cells, and you can feel every one of them. You start feeling them pulling back together. And first it's happening really fast. Yeah, that's what it sounds like. Um, first it's happening really fast, and then it slows down uh, until you feel like you're about three times the size of yourself. And, and it takes about five minutes to actually get back to feeling like all of your cells are in the right place. And uh, you're still in this blinding white light, and, uh, and your eyes are closed. And slowly you open your eyes, and it's just, just – blindingly bright and you you feel yourself bouncing around a little bit and you open your eyes and things start to focus and you look out and there's this vast horizon in front of you and uh -huh. you look at, you, that's off in the distance you look closer and you feel yourself in the back of the back of what you believe to be a covered wagon and you son of a bitch, I <laughs> And it turns out you have materialized in western Nebraska. <laughs> the sand hills of western Nebraska in eighteen eighty nine in a covered wagon in the middle of a group of covered wagons heading west. You are, you are wearing your 1960s outfits. Sidetrack, Sidetrack is all cowboyed up. He is, he, is the, he is the Johnny West. I don't know if any of you guys played with Johnny West figures back in the 1970s. Look him up. He is like, uh, Google it, bitch. <laughs> I apologize. That wasn't polite, but um, he totally. He's 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 like he's he's like all cowboyed up. He's got the uh, the boots and the and the and the and the Levi's and the the spurs, and he's riding he's riding next to the uh, the covered wagon on a well, we're gonna a Palomino, and and you're headed west, and so there you are. I didn't ask to be a pioneer. You didn't listen. I said we went home. Sidetrack. Change us out of these outfits. This is bullshit. I'm done. And he says, well, little missy, 
You'll find some clothes in the chest behind you. You're an actual bastard, Sidetrack. Why, thank you, little lady. Oh, my God. Ooh, Amanda, look at these outfits. All right. <laughs> Find me something I can fit my apron over. And so in the, in the chest, there's a, a variety of Little House on the Prairie-esque clothing. Um, you, you find that size really doesn't matter. Whatever you pick kind of fits. So it's just a matter of picking out something you like. Um, all the footwear has lots of buttons. Blue one with the, lace, the black lace details. <laughs> it's so cute. Never mind. I take it back. This is fun. What's next? And so you kind of look up towards the front of the uh, the wagon you're riding in, and in the front of the wagon, sitting on the you know the 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 what do you call it the buckboard? Is that a thing? I think that's a cowboy thing. They're sitting on that seat, and there's there's two just ruggedly good looking cowboys driving this wagon. Does, does Amanda look? Does Becky, oh wait, does Becky really snarl like I just heard? <laughs> does Becky snarl like uh, like Josie just snarled? That was an intake of breath, but I got oh, a little choked. No, it was a snarl. It. it was a sexual snarl. That's what I thought it was. Um, does Becky do that thing? I guess so, because she just did. <laughs> Oh, this is the first time we've recorded long enough that we get a, a slightly drunk Josie. <laughs> okay, so yeah, you kind of look out front and you see the you see the backs of these guys, just broad shouldered and 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 narrow waisted uh, guys, and and the two of them are just riding along. And there's a lot of there's a lot of yep going on. Is that I mean they're they're mostly monosyllabic conversation going on between the two guys. And so what what's happening? Becky calls dibs on both of them. Becky can share. I mean, I, I want the blonde. <laughs> I mean, if you don't want either of them, Amanda, that's fine. I'm just, I'm just offering. <laughs> Claire, what do you like yeah. about? I found a picture of you for you guys. I have to send it. <laughs> you guys are text I messaging. Have Wi-Fi, Claire. Because uh, apparently, <laughs> either Cla either <laughs> either Claire or Sidetrack has some sort of uh, mobile Wi-Fi situation going on. There's a historical record of Becky and Amanda. Both <laughs> 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 slinging guns. Becky has. Has a, a full belt of bullets, and they're chugging bottles of uh, bootleg moonshine. <laughs> wow. So sidetrack. It, it was meant to be. That looks right. <laughs> sidetrack says to the guys driving the covered wagon, "Well, partner, I'm gonna ride up ahead and look for a campsite." Why does he sound like um, Yogi Bear? Yogi Bear. <laughs> <laughs> and so Sidetrack uh, rides up ahead, and the three of you and one armed uh, one armed Chloe, don't forget her, are in the back of this wagon with these two cowboys driving. Any conversation? 
I'm going to go sit up front. And so how do you go about doing that? Because you just kind of appeared in their fucking wagon. <laughs> well, Becky, um, can she just climb up front? How's that work? Yeah. Well, I mean, yeah. Yes. Becky, yes. Becky climbs up front and she says, um, excuse me, gentlemen. I do declare, will we be stopping anytime soon? And uh, the blonde one says, yeah. Could you uh, tell me where we're going? The other one says, west. West. Okay. Um, <laughs> well, my name is Miss Rebecca. Becca. <laughs> and... Um, I have an appointment uh, to meet with a friend. I think I just changed my accent. Um, so do you think, well, we could be stopping soon, maybe before nightfall? Yeah. Quite the conversationalist, aren't you? Uh-huh. All right, well, um... I'm just going to sit right here in between you fine gentlemen and yeah. um, I'm just going to enjoy the view. And the blonde guy says, ma'am, Re Rebecca Beckinson. Could, yes, sir. Could you take your hand off my knee? Oh, <laughs> sorry. My mistake. I, I didn't <laughs> my gun holster. Or maybe you're just excited to see me. <laughs> and he says, ma'am? Yes, sir. Please. <laughs> Take your hand off my knee. All right. All right. And so while this is going on, Amanda and Claire, what are you, what are you up to? Amanda reaches into her apron. And this is her mud puppy's work apron. Her mud puppy's work up work apron. She pulls out a Xanax and a well-loved notebook and a pen. Pops the pill and opens to a new page. Dear diary, today sidetrack fucked us over again. <laughs> And we're in 19 dickety do in the back of a wagon. <laughs> Becky's up front molesting these poor boys. <laughs> They've probably never touched a woman before, <laughs> let alone the likes of Becky. But while I'm thinking about Becky, I just need to write down. Today, she said she was my friend. Aww. 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 Just for the record, how many Xanax do you have left? Uh, she just refilled before they went. So she's got at least 25 left. At least 25. So we're going to say 28. Um, I'm going to write down that. Listeners, um, I'm not going to remember to do this, but if anybody wants to listen and keep track of how many more, how, when, because <laughs> sometimes I'm just going to guess Amanda's going to run out of Xanax and, and shit's going to get wild. It is. <laughs> so if anybody can help with that. Um, what's Claire up to? Uh, 
Claire is just was waiting to get back to nine or 2019 mud puppies and see Kevin with a C and just be um, the normal mom for a while before she went back to her lab. But now she's in the backside of a covered wagon, really debating on whether to ask Amanda for a Xanax for herself even because this is just way, way out of her comfort zone. But she's having fun Googling stuff on her phone for Western wear <laughs> in 1889 and just kind of bumping around. Then she realizes she gets covered wagon sickness and isn't <laughs> feeling too good. And so as she's, as she's looking a little bit green and yellow, uh, the dark-haired cowboy turns around and he says, Ma'am, you okay? Mm. No. And he says, Chet, stop the wagon. Somebody, somebody make a note that the blonde guy's name is Chet. And so the wagon stops, and a dark-haired cowboy whose no name we don't know yet, he kind of th throws back the flap on the covered wagon so that, uh, that Claire can, uh, can – what's Claire do? Claire stumbles out of the back, almost tripping, but the dark-haired cowboy catches her just in time sets her feet solidly on the ground though she doesn't feel solid herself and dashes off to the tall grass and heaves up whatever cocktails she had from 1960. What's that sound like? The heaving? Yeah. <gasps> That we're gonna need some and more then she and then she realizes this is not the normal intoxicated throwing up. There's swirls of pink and blue, and it looks like cotton candy. Oh, she has vortex sickness. Becky uh -huh. hollers over, I do declare, sucks to be you. <laughs> and starts snapping some photos. The dark-eyed dark -eyed cowboy looks down and he's got some of this rainbow-colored stuff on his boots. And he says, ma'am, let me help you back in the wagon. And he picks her up, just whoosh, and uh, walks towards the wagon and, and puts her down inside and, and climbs back up on the seat and says... But Oh, go ahead. But they lock eyes. Claire and the dark-haired cowboy lock eyes. And, he and says, despite the sticky vomit made of cotton candy, there's a connection. He says, Sorry, go on. He says, he says ma'am, and puts her back in the uh, back of the wagon, and he gets up and says, let's go, Chet. Night's coming. And so they ride off a little bit more. Um, what's uh, what's the mischievous evil Becky up to at this point? <laughs> She's just making friends with Chet the cowboy. So what do you like to do, Chet? What do you like to do for fun? Mm, chop wood. Chop wood. Wood. That's I can tell. Can I? Can I feel your arms? They look very muscly. Amanda, right. stop harassing them. 
My name's Becky. Oh, God. <laughs> it's taken so many Xanax. She does not remember my name. My name is Miss Rebecca Beckerson. Well, he's, he, Chet says, can I call you, can I call you Becky? <gasps> All my friends do. Well, well, Becky, you, uh, you seem a little bit forward, and I got to say, you make me a little bit uncomfortable. Ah, uh, well, where I come from, it's a compliment. Mm. He says, yeah. And so you ride on for another, I don't know, it seems like uh, 45 minutes or so, and, and the, sun is, the sun is heading towards the horizon. And uh, and you see up front there's a there's a Palomino horse with a with a, a cowboy on it and 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 that comes riding towards you and Sidetrack says, "Well, I guess we'll camp here for the night, guys." And so the wagons circle up, and everybody except the three of you go goes to work setting up camp. I mean, there's people gathering and unloading firewood and preparing food and. And, and all this kind of stuff going on. And the three of you are just kind of, you're walking around like you're helping, but you're totally not helping. You're like trying to look like you're busy, but you're, you're not really doing anything. And, uh, and this young woman comes up, uh, young, probably 17 years old, and uh, she's talking to Chet about how uh, how she's gonna gonna she, she's gonna butter him up some biscuits when dinner's ready and and Becky <laughs> Becky sees this who the fuck is this bitch <laughs> who is that get her get her Becky and so who's who's she who's she saying that to just the air or is she asking Chad or what this kind of Amanda Amanda's, Amanda's leaning up against the wagon wheel, <sighs> staring up into the night sky. One arm, Chloe is sitting next to her, and she's just done. <gasps> Becky scoops up one arm, Chloe, and she yells. And she's like, help, help! My, my little sister, she lost her arm! Uh -oh. over. So so Chet comes running over and uh he says, Well, she did lose her arm. But it must have been a couple years ago because there's no wound here. And he goes back to the uh the seventeen year old blonde and uh and says, says, honey, I can't wait to get into those butter biscuits. And uh no, Anda, this is bullshit. Amanda's done. She goes over, reaches into the back of the wagon, into Claire's bag, gets a syringe, goes, jumps into the neck of that little bitch, and pranks her ass because no one is going to move in on her best friend's man. <laughs> well, I did not see this one coming. <laughs> And so this this poor little innocent 1898 1889 uh, young woman headed west uh, just collapses as as a syringe plummets into her neck. 
uh, um, Amanda, who apparently has been taking the, the Xanax very liberally, uh, stands there with the syringe. Uh, Sidetrack rolls his eyes because, again, here we are. And uh, what does Becky do? I don't even know. Okay, what does Claire do? What? What does Claire do? Claire walks over and looks deep into Becky's eyes and says, butter my biscuits meant literally <laughs> she was going to butter his biscuits for food time. Didn't mean anything sexual at all. And smacks Amanda for her shit. Oh, well, a biscuit to bacon. <laughs> And Becky goes off to the fire pit. And uh, so Becky heads to the Thanks, fire Boo. pit. Thanks, Boo. She yells at Amanda. I got you. Amanda, what do you do with the body? Do you shove it under a wagon? Do you put it into Claire's purse? You just leave it there? What do you do? I roll her sort of next <laughs> to... Sort of next to the, um, the little fire campfire. Uh-huh. Campfire. And, yeah, campfire. And I, um, Amanda, I, I get um, one of the bedrolls from the back of the wagon, and I stick it under her head and sort of curl her into the fetal position so it looks like she's fallen asleep after a long day's ride. It's like you've done this before. <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about, sidetrack. <laughs> And as you're all busy with that, one-armed Chloe wanders off into the darkness. And, and it's probably about a, a half hour later, Becky has made something that, well, let's let's break this down. Uh, the young the young girl that Amanda tranquilized and then rolled into the fetal position and put in the bed roll makes delicious biscuits. She's been making biscuits since she could stand up with her mother and grandmother, and she can she can fucking make a make and butter a biscuit. Amanda, how what's your experience making biscuits, Amanda? I mean Becky. Um, Becky has never cooked anything other than ramen before in her life. I mean, if you've ever made a biscuit before, it came in a Pillsbury little roll and you had to crack it on the side of the counter, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and so you make something that you call biscuits and you butter one up for, for Chet. And he, because he's a polite person, because it's 1889, he tries to take a bite out of it, but almost cracks a tooth. And he, he wonders, where is Mary Sue? She makes the most delicious biscuits. Um, she was very tired. She had to take herself a little nappy nap. I, I, I think she left the biscuits to burn, and that's why they taste worse than usual. And Chet looks concerned, but he doesn't say anything. Uh, One-armed Chloe is, is like gone and at about this time, you notice that she's gone. And then you hear a wolf howl. And then you hear... <laughs> and then you hear another one. 
And then you hear a pack of them. Just calling to each other off in the distance. And the sun goes completely down. It just disappears over the horizon. And you've, you've all got looks of concern, or as, as much concern as you can muster on your faces. And off in the distance, about, I mean, it's not really that distant. It's, it's about 600 yards from the campsite. Chloe is standing there in the middle of no place in, in, the, in the newly dark night. And she's standing there walking forward. And in front of her, there's a, a, a gray and black wolf. Just, I mean, bigger than you'd expect a wolf to be, and it's looking at her. And then another one appears, and another one, and another one, and they're surrounding her. And she, she reaches out her stump, because she's learned not to reach out her hand. <laughs> oh, sorry. Because she's only got the one left. <laughs> she reaches out her, her hand to this wolf in front of her, this, this black and gray the wolf. Stump. And it, her, her stump, and it sniffs, <laughs> sniffs at her hand. Her stump. Her stump, <laughs> and licks it a couple times. And then it lets out this, this painful groan as it stretches and elongates and transforms into a human. Or human-like at least being and says are you okay and i think that's where we're going to end it done 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 thanks for listening if you like the show share the show unless you're you know too embarrassed which we totally understand Hey, you can also head over to playvolutionhq.com slash podcasts slash Becky and engage with us back soon with another episode. This has been an Explorations Early Learning Upstairs Studio production. Oh.